This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We are going to speak with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt about the upcoming 2017 legislative session right around the corner. Yesterday was Org Day, and of course, Senator Merritt in leadership with the Indiana uh, Senate on the Republican side. So we uh, were invited to sit down talk with Senator Merritt about some of the big things that will be coming your way in the very near future. Here's that conversation. Well, we're speaking with Senator Jim Merritt. It is Org Day here at the State House. It's like Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, or back to school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, it's a time of excitement, and we're we're uh, uh, swearing in new members, and so it's a you know it's a it's a new year, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And and uh, someone said, why would you have it in November? Well, this is a good good way to get new members sworn in and started, so they have the month of December to work and and get used to the place, and then and then uh, we can uh, start. Um, 
uh, boots on the ground in early January. So let's talk about the big agenda. Obviously, there's a new governor that's mm-hmm. coming in. You knew there was going to be a new governor. It's probably a little bit similar to the old governor. Mm-hmm. What are going to be some of uh, the top legislative priorities in 2017? Well, it's interesting, Rob, because uh, I think you and I will interview him in early January so we can actually get to know him. And uh, I think a lot of Indiana uh, likes what they hear, but I think they need to know his story, and more so. Uh, but, Great guy. Uh, yeah, he's a wonderful person. And he's person. a good interview. He'll be easy for yeah, you. Yeah, it would be a wonderful issue, and I think, I think all of our listeners in the coming months are going to really enjoy hearing from him. Uh, I, I, I fully uh, expect him to follow the uh, Mitch Daniels and Mike Pence model of a balanced budget, responsible spending, and, and, uh, and, uh, as well as taxation. And I think um, he will uh, work with the legislature on, on a quality uh, funding for education and uh, making sure that, that um, all kids have a chance to have a good quality education in the state of Indiana. And I, and I also believe that uh, road funding is, um, is uh, probably 1A. And as you know, I think we need a, um, a real robust discussion and plan for the coming years a comprehensive plan for the coming years for those that are struggling with addiction in the state of Indiana. So I just saw our uh, wonderful, the wonderful Jerome Adams, who yes. uh, uh, was meeting with President Trump, and and uh, it's got to make you feel good that uh, uh, he was asked, an Indiana guy was asked to deal with, to speak on this issue to the President of the United States. Yes, sir. This this issue that we talk about all the time with addiction is a is a uh, nationwide problem. And it was uh, spoken to a certain extent in the in the in the presidential race, and I'm hopeful that that uh, and I'm anxious to talk to Dr. Dr. Adams about it because uh, he has a way to convincing, and I would imagine he did a very good job of uh, of of uh, making uh, Donald Trump understand, with the knowledge that I'm sure the governor has talked to um, uh, President-elect Trump. Uh, about our scourge that's going on in the state of Indiana. Uh, Again, I guess Senator Jim Merritt uh, here at Org Day. Let's talk about um, what this is like for you guys, because I would imagine uh, you're in Senate leadership and you've got to come up with a concise agenda, right? I mean, you've got to narrow down. You've got 50 senators. They all want to do their own thing. You've got to narrow this thing Mm -hmm. down to X amount of of bills. How do you do that? Well, it's difficult because... uh, uh, and I lead the group. I'm sure we've been very active with bills regarding the epidemic, but but uh, we have to pick and choose what we spend a lot of time on and what not to. And and we always we always come back around to the budget, education, uh, transportation, and and then there will be some bills that um, are a necessity. And 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 we also have our friends across the way in the House of Representatives. So. You've got 150 people who have been talking to 6.6 million Hoosiers, and everybody's got their own little idea of what what should happen with changing Indiana or adding to the greatness of Indiana. So, so um, it's uh, it's a breath of fresh air. Uh, this will be my 27th session, and uh, it's something it's something new every year, and it just energizes me for the coming year. So Suzanne Crouch, the new lieutenant governor, yes. uh, spoke in Hendricks County uh, during the election, talked about a need for a permanent solution to road funding. Mm-hmm. So we currently have a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, is that an accurate assessment right now? Yes, and uh, uh, lieutenant governor-elect uh, uh, Suzanne Crouch was right on, right on um, key there. And uh, I'm sure there wasn't a whole lot to talk in the way of the 
the the backup or what's actually going to happen. But her putting a star on that issue is uh, was very correct, and and she'll play a large part in it. Being from Evansville, sixty nine, yeah, uh, and and I think uh, you'll see. Uh, the governor and the lieutenant governor playing large roles in the future of transportation and roads in the state of Indiana. I'm curious, uh, in a, from a political sense, the electorate elected a Republican governor um, and sent major super majorities in in the House and Senate back. Um, is it is that does that make you feel good because it is a in the sense a check or a an okay on the leadership that you guys have provided. Well, we have experienced people at the, at the in the leadership chain of both caucuses. I, I, I have an immense amount of respect for Leader Pelath, along with uh, Leader uh, Lannon. And so uh, I think we're in very good hands, and, and we, um, we're incremental in change. We like looking at data and making, making decisions sometimes on data alone. And so um, when we see change, we want to see... Uh, uh, what we think can happen to that, it kind of uh, anticipate problems, anticipate uh, successes, and so um, we don't do things right off the right off the bat around here. We we study it and we make sure that that there's some there's there's a, a possibility or a probability of success. One of the things that comes up every year, and I'm just going to ask it because our audience want to hear about it, is Sunday alcohol sales. Right. Uh, now, Governor Holcomb said during a debate he does not favor that. Is there any movement on that this year? I think um, I think that's a, an issue that isn't uh, that isn't as broadly supported as the three or four issues that we have spoken about. But I don't doubt that alcohol as a topic in a in a piece of legislation or a or a committee hearing. Uh, I don't doubt that that will be um, have a hearing. I had a chance to sit down in the lobby. They do great work over there, by the way. Um, and I was watching the senators come and go, and all these people that want a piece of their time. I'm curious how you delegate right now, because there's got to be 50,000 people saying, Senator Merrick, can I have five minutes? Yes, and, and we'd give that five minutes. And and, and uh, the days are long, and, and uh, the conversations are short. But uh, you try to allow everybody a chance to have a conversation either in person, on the telephone, or via email, or text. And so um, it's a part of the job to uh, make sure that you hear from as many constituents and as many people in our in our uh, so-called Chamber of Commerce, our businesses, as possible. Uh, one of the big issues, uh, speaking of Chamber of Commerce, was the Indiana Chamber. Um, they talked about, a some in some semblance, a statewide uh, civil rights ordinance, or whatever you want to call it. Any plans for that to surface this year? I have not, uh, I have not heard of any, um, any support for that. I have not seen legislation. What, what my interest is, is, is uh, making sure that we p- protect police officers off-duty as we do on-duty. And I think, I think that's their right because of, uh, you know, we don't call them our finest for nothing. Yeah. And so uh, we need to protect our finest, and, and uh, they, uh, that is what I'm going to be uh, 
that's what I'm going to be focusing on. Again, our guest is Senator Jim Merritt talking about the 2017 legislative uh, session. So how's it work? Give us some behind the scenes. Does Holcomb come into you guys and go, all right, leadership, we got Merritt, we got Long, we got Kenley on the House side, we've got uh, Bosma. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he come in? Do you guys sit around a table together? Mm-hmm. How do you kind of decide, okay, here's what you want to do, here's what we want to do? Mm-hmm. How do you have organized chaos once the session actually starts? Right, well, um, just like any other pyramid, it starts at the top. And... and um, uh, Speaker Bosma and President Pro Tem Long uh, sit with the governor, and they they go back and forth on what that what their prerogatives are and what what they want to get out of session, and that continues on Wednesdays week by week by week during session. And there's a f- information flow uh, that's undeniable, and so it's it, we 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 attempt to uh, marry all of the. Uh, all the programs and all uh, all all the the wants, if you will, into uh, almost like a soup into yeah. the budget and and into the end of the session. And long sessions are so much different than short sessions. Because now explain. I didn't mean, to cut you off, but explain to our audience what mm-hmm. a long session is, because some people might hear that and go, "What is that?" Right. Uh, we have a two-year biennium, and and uh, and the long session is this coming year is to write the Indiana budget and uh, for two years. And it's a it's a great deal of money. It's thirty billion dollars for two years, and uh, and but in 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 short sessions, uh, the long session will go from January till the end of April. Short sessions go from January to as uh, as long as March fifteenth. And the the interesting part about the short session is everybody tries to get the work in on a long session in a short session, other than a budget. Right. And so so it's. Uh, uh, it's it's difficult, but but um, one year, many many years ago, we got the short session stopped on February fourteenth because we were in session the previous year until June thirtieth, and so uh, it just all depends of both chambers being Republican uh, and having a Republican governor this year, uh, just like last. Uh, we will do our job efficiency f- efficiently and uh, more than likely not use all the time in April and probably Sunny die sometime. April 20th, April 15th, April 20th. Uh, again, let's circle back to the big issue, which is road funding. We, right. we touched on that. Mm-hmm. We talked about we have to have a permanent solution. How is that looking, at least from a leadership perspective at, at this point? How does how does it all come together? Well, I, I think, um, if, as everybody knows, a lot of the roads um, are have been funded uh, via a federal gas tax, a state gas, a de- gas tax. We have had a... Um, a body, a committee called FIRST, and I don't know what the acronym, F-I-R-R-S-T, um, or F-R-I-S-S-T, uh, has been meeting, and and uh, they will be coming with recommendations. And so it's it's difficult to guess, but you, you can see that this is so very important from last couple of sessions that everything will be on the table. So last year, and we actually it was interesting. Uh, Justin Stevens from AFP was our guest during the uh, during the Senate primary because they did a lot of work against Evan Bayh, right. and we talked about this a little bit. It was sort of a weird thing where AFP was lined up against the Republican, at least in the House side, I think, because it had the, the tax increase. Um, do you see new revenue being on the table, or is this going to all come from existing sources? Well, it can't come from existing sources. Is there's just not enough money. It will come from new revenue, and, uh, and I don't know if that would be uh, um, kind of leaned on with out-of-state uh, motorists, which would be a user fee or a user fee for Hoosiers. 
but um, if we were going to have a long-term 10-year uh, budget, if you will, or, or plan, uh, we are going to have to not take every funding source off the table yet. Uh, our buddy Jeff Thompson, he said something that, that makes sense. He said when you have a, like you called it a user fee or a, a increase to the gasoline tax, um, people from out of state pay that. And so is that maybe some of the thinking behind that, that there's some merit to that? Because people from outside of Indiana will contribute to our roads, which they use. There is merit to that. And, and as well For, as... No pun intended. Yeah, uh, there is merit to that. And, and uh, not only that, I think we need to... Uh, incorporate different uh, fuel sources that that uh, are not recognized in the current uh, model of funding. Um, you know, we have natural gas, uh, we have electric cars. Someday there we might run cars on salt water. Right. You never know. And so uh, we need to make sure everybody is um, is at the table with that. And and uh, because if you use the roads, I think you should pay for it. One of the big distractions, we talked about this a little bit before we went on the air this week, was the, the abortion bill. Um, and is that, a, is that one of the pitfalls of living in the sort of government that we have where any representative at any time, even if an issue has no chance of passing, can say he's going to make it a priority and then you guys have to deal with it? Certainly, certainly. And, and, um, and usually the leaders deal with it first. And uh, that, that is uh, the prerogative of uh, somebody in the House who represents 65,000 people and in the Senate 130,000 is they can propose uh, what sounds like a, a, a an unconstitutional idea because of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, and so, can, well, and that was my question is, do they do they, do they give you, if so, on the Senate side, if mm-hmm. somebody's going to do something like that, do they give you a heads up first or do you just read about it in the paper like everybody else? Uh, we usually get a heads up. We, we're, we're pretty tight caucus and, and uh, we rarely, if ever, uh, get taken by surprise at some controversial um, issue. And I, in my 26 years and as my in 12 years of being caucus chairman, I can't remember being taken by surprise. Do, what do you say when somebody brings something like that to you? Because as you said, it would clearly be found unconstitutional based right. on the on the Constitution, whether you're for abortion or against it. What right. do you say to this guy? You go, come on, man. Well, you know, what I do is I, I, I my first thought and my first gesture to them is, is I would defend their right to propose what they want to propose. But at, and then I, as, a, as caucus chairman, what I do is line up uh, the reasons for it yeah. and the reasons not. So the member can get a clear vision that maybe he or she hasn't thought of. Uh, uh, it is org day, which means the new folks are here. I saw our new senator, John uh, John Crane, yes. downstairs. Mm-hmm. Do you do you talk to these new men and women at any point? Do you step up aside and say, look, hey, here's how the legislative process works. If you want to add things, if you want to subtract things, if you want to make amendments, because it is a crash course in learning. Yes, and and, and we do have a, a briefing for, and more than a briefing, a school for new legislators. But but uh, they'll they'll come in my office, and we'll have a conversation about kind of the ways of the of the caucus and communication being very very important, and even down to where everybody sits in the uh, caucus room. Sure, and and. Uh, uh, because it, there's a lot of collegiality, a lot of friendships, and, yeah. and uh, a lot of tradition, and so yes, we will um, we will talk to all our new members, and we have a lot of them, and uh, and and it, it's fascinating because the caucus has turned over uh, almost completely since I started yeah. in 1990. I I'm number two in seniority, 
um, and and uh, at 57. And yeah. so and that's a good thing. Yes, yes, yes. And, and it's, we're glad you're still here. Well, thank you, Rob. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's also an answer to term limits for anybody that thinks term limits is a good idea. I think um, the House of Representatives across the way in the State House probably turns over 15 to 20 percent every election. Yeah. Uh, we'll have six new members in a 41 member caucus. Right. And so um, we have had incredible turnover through the years, and and that's that's what the founding fathers wanted. It's interesting too because the Senate is supposed to be the uh, the distinguished body, right? <laughs> I mean, that's at least the way the the federal legislature was was designed. Is it tough for some people that come in that maybe campaign on certain things to go? Hey, look, there are rules, there are decorum, it's an order, orderly, civilized society we live in, there are orderly, civilized rules. I mean, I just think if there have been a couple of senators the past couple of years who have run off the reservation, is, that, is do you talk to them about that at all, or you just let it play out and deal with it when it happens? Well, we let it play it out, because uh, obviously, there, in, unless there's something that is wrong with their behavior, uh, and, and, and no one really has stepped out that way, but... Uh, if they if they ran on on legis- or ran on an issue that that they supported and they and they won, they have every right to um, reservation or not. Uh, they have every right to promote that. Um, we we have a decorum, uh, and and uh, we encourage everyone to work together and and uh, not besmirch the uh, the institution, and allow people to. Uh, allow people to work. Going to get to Senator Jim Merritt in about the final five minutes we have here with you, Senator. Uh, Governor Pence's platform was good to great, was the uh, slogan, I guess you would say, for mm-hmm. Indiana. Mm-hmm. What do you see being sort of the mantra maybe of, of this legislative session? What are mm-hmm. we aiming for on a very high-level approach? Well, Governor-elect um, Holcomb's is the next level. Uh, what what I hope to do is is put a vision out there and and challenge ourselves and and uh, and confront Indiana uh, voters and Indiana citizens, Hoosiers all alike, uh, about, uh, for instance, about the addiction issue, that we, we need a comprehensive uh, system of care uh, and, and make sure that everybody feels like they're a part of the infrastructure discussion, uh, listening to all comers regarding charter schools, about ISTEP, about funding for education, being pro-teacher with salaries. Uh, I, I think with today's technology, it, it's great to um, it's great to say to Joe Voter, we need your input, and that is really that that is something that uh, they can do in so many different uh, varieties. One of the big issues you mentioned input, you mentioned issues affecting locals. One of those big ones is our schools, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically turned into every school district in the state exploring this referendum process mm-hmm. to get around the tax caps. We went through that in our community avoided it thankfully but is there is there talk about maybe revisiting how we fund schools overall to to avoid these bloody battles that really do affect communities mm-hmm. well it, it, it's it's difficult because the reason why we allow the referendums is it allows people to have a, a, a voice yeah. and and uh i don't know how much we're going to veer away from that but uh uh in, in, in I've been told that the economy uh, won't allow us to have too much of a uh, a, a bump and in increases in education sp- uh, spending because it's 52 percent of the uh, of the um, budget. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, so I can't see uh, unless somebody has an idea where we can make these referendums more fair. If that's if they're unfair, but um, 
I think we're open to a lot of different ideas. I think a lot of the emphasis this session will be on the I-STEP. I talk to teachers and administrators all the time, and they really believe that we need to um, do something better. Uh, and and uh, and I couldn't agree more. It, it, it needs to uh, be so that teachers aren't teaching to the test. And, and so we need impact. We need input from people on that. And I think that you'll find the legislature is more than willing to listen to superintendents and teachers and counselors uh, so that they have buy-in. I don't think we had buy-in last time, and we need buy-in. Okay, it's Thanksgiving Eve. It's going to air Thanksgiving Eve. What What are you thankful for? Well, first of all, I'm thankful that we. Uh, I, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for you, Rob. I'm oh, thank, thank you. I'm, I'm thankful that we were able to speak out to hopefully the state of Indiana, and uh, and and I'm also very much appreciative of the fact that. We're working on issues uh, for the state of Indiana to um, improve the lives of Hoosiers. Excellent. Thanks, Senator Merritt. Thank you, Rob. That was Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt talking with us about the 2017 legislative session. should be a very interesting time with new Governor Eric Holcomb. And uh, that Rhodes funding bill going to be a key, key part of uh, the 2017 session. Again, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. We will be here Thanksgiving night with another edition of Central Indiana Today. Don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation with Senator Jim Merritt, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. Uh, we are on SoundCloud and iTunes now. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. And as always, the podcast underwritten by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County.
This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.